You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, broadcasting on the iHeart Network worldwide. I would like to welcome my guest, Tommy Anderson. Tommy is a filmmaker, multiple best-selling author, and screenwriter, along with being a host of The Real Tommy Unleashed. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Oh, Bev, thank you. I'm glad to be on. Oh, we are so excited to have you. Uh, it's such a pleasure, such a pleasure. For um, me as well. Yes. Well, let's first talk about um, your film career that got started in 2012. Um, yes. Your background, I'm telling you right now, is extensive. You have so <laughs> much to talk about. And when I, when I first looked at it, I'm thinking, Oh, my goodness, uh, where do I start? How do I begin? <laughs> but, but then when I looked at it again, I thought, well, I think I'm going to start with how you started your film career. And, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, so why don't we start with that when you started in 2012 and how it all began uh, with the Cowboy West Productions in, in Norco, California. Right, I... Um... I started out, I had been a uh, photographer, and uh, it had been a hobby for many years, and then I decided I was going to make it into a profession, and I started uh, doing some work in uh, in L.A. County, Riverside County, around Narco, doing different events, and I was picked up by uh, Cowboy West Productions, who said, hey, we want you to do our uh, our event photography, uh, programs that we do, concerts, that type of thing, and and do the photography. And that's where I started. And as time went on, as, as usually does, it wasn't just photography I did. I started doing other things with the production company, uh, everywhere from uh, making uh, business contacts to social media to uh, uh, managing events. And so mm-hmm. as that grew, um, I, I eventually, um, I did that for like three years, and then I had to have a surgery. And during that time, I, w- I was also writing some magazine articles. And, and uh, somebody from the uh, veterans community here in California said, you know, there's a veterans writers uh, program, and they'll teach you how to, you know, to write um, in all different types of aspects, not just doing magazine articles. So I took advantage of that, and uh, I wrote my first novel, uh, went bestseller. Once that happened, I I left Cowboy West behind me, Uh, many great memories and a lot of good friends, but I had a venture out basically on my own at that point. I had a publicist, uh, Susan Parisi, who was amazing in in that aspect of uh, publications and, and doing all your PR stuff. And the book was so successful that a company called uh, Global Edge Pictures out of Hollywood said, you know, we looked at your book and we think this would be a great movie. Uh, and they asked, of course, if I had it in screenplay format. And I, I said, no, I don't. I'll, I'll have to see if I could find somebody who can do a screenplay because I know it they're two different animals between writing a book and, and doing a screenplay. And uh, had a heck of a time finding someone. I, I worked with one person who 
we had a creative difference, I'll put it this way, because I didn't like their creative eye because it took away from the story that I created. So I talked to a director friend of mine in L.A., and he said, you got the qualities. You can learn how to, how to uh, be a screenwriter. And there was a program through a group I belonged to, which is Veterans Media and Entertainment, and I took their programs, at, which taught screenwriting. And it was multiple different programs that they had, everything from uh, creating a dialogue to scenes to creating compelling characters to to everything. And it was taught by some of the uh, big professionals in the uh, entertainment industry. And I just, I kind of took off with it. And so I put it into a screenplay, which uh, had won some awards, and then um, it had been optioned by this Global Edge at that point, but um, they uh, didn't get the funding. There were some other things going on, projects they were working on. And, and then I, I was able to, once they released it from the option, I was able to pitch it to Lionsgate, and, which was an amazing experience. And uh, that's, I, I pitched it in March of 2020, and we all know what happened in 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they weren't doing anything, and, you know, they looked at it and said, uh, this would be way over what we could afford right now. We had to lay staff off because of the pandemic, and, you know, that type of thing I totally understood. So I still have it out there, but in the meantime, that I wrote some others, uh, two that have been made into films, um, and then I've written, written a bunch of others, which I'm out there trying to pitch also. So I, I, I really got into liking to write screenplays. I like the creative process and being able to basically take a blank palette and, and create a story. And uh, I also got good at uh, doing story adaptations. Uh, which is a tricky because, as you know, you have to navigate between the original writer and what you know the production company is going to want. And mm -hmm. you have to explain to them, you know, there's a reason why when you go see a movie and say it's not like the book, it, it, that's intentional. They don't want you to see the book when you go, to, <laughs> go see a movie. They, <laughs> right. want see, they want the same theme of the story, but they want a more visual uh, interpretation with, you know, maybe some added characters, added scenes, you know, to make it, we call it Hollywood it up. And as uh -huh. long as you keep it within their vision, you know, usually they're pretty happy. Some people, you know, there are that they do not want you to touch it at all. And Okay, that's fine. Um, have at it. But I've been lucky enough to work with some people who, when I've done it for them that they they were very they were very happy to be part of the process and I always kept them involved and I'd ask them some things about their characters what they would think about this or that. So You're listening to the Bev Moore Show and we'll be right back after the break. Jake from State Farm. I really want that personal price plan, so I'll admit it. I'm a bath bomb guy. Dude. You do not need to get that personal. The State Farm Personal Price Plan simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. For real? Who's ready for their jazz bath? No? <laughs> Who is that guy? 
jazz band? Call or click to get a quote today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whiskey's gonna ease my mind Beach town dress on the drying line Do I remind you of your daddy in his 88 Ford Labrador hanging out the passenger door The sand from your hair is blowing in my eyes Blame it on the beach, grown men don't cry do you remember that beat down basement couch? I'd sing you my love songs and you'd tell me about How your mama ran off and pawned her ring I remember, I remember everything A cold shoulder closing time You begging me to stay till the sun rose Strange words come on out of a grown man's mouth when his mind's broke Pictures and passing time, you only smile like that when you're drinking I wish I didn't, but I do remember every moment on the nights During this time, I was doing some other stuff. Uh, I got, uh, being in VME, I got cast at, on uh, CBS Steel Team. 
and uh, as a oh, wow. as a back as a uh, featured background actor and uh, agent saw me and just said, "Hey, we've got to sign you." And and that's kind of how I morphed into acting. You know, it wasn't where I intended on going, but as we all know, we grow with this business. And mm -hmm. I'm the type I'm the type of person that I like to be multidimensional and I like to know what everything's going on on set. I like working with the grips. I like working with the Foley people, you know, the DP, the director. And, you know, you learn so much. And I always figured that, you know, if I knew what they were thinking, you know, it makes it easier what I'm going to put into a script. Right. And, exactly. And, mm -hmm. and I, I just enjoyed it so much. And before you know it, I'm doing more and more stuff. And it's like, okay. <laughs> You know, I'm 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 all for this. You know, I like it. I really get to like it. I really like to uh, be part of the industry. And uh, as getting back to that, I went into my show, uh, Real Tommy Unleashed. It's it's uh, during COVID. You know, we shut down. We weren't doing productions. Everything got canceled. Uh, no no idea how long things are going to last. And a friend of mine, uh, Brett Davis, who has a AMFM radio show down in San Diego said to me, he says, hey, why don't you come co-host my radio show? And so I did. I, I, I went down there and I, I co-hosted a show with him. And he said, we're starting a, uh, a network with uh, called IQ Podcasts. And we have outlets on iHeart, on Spotify, you know, Apple Play and, and all over. And they said, we'd like to give you a spot to have a show. And I thought, well, I'm not doing anything. We're not working. And so it was like, yeah, that's perfect. I'll do it. And and that's where that is. And, and I do, right now I do one show a month uh, because it's, uh, with the other things going on, you know, I don't want to short them by not being ready for a show. And yeah. I don't want to short the other people that I'm working for because it's very easy to get overcommitted in this business. Oh, yeah. And I so know. I try to keep the balance. <laughs> I'm sure you do know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. I know. Speaking from experience, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. after a certain point, you know, your phone will call and say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and, and you know one thing, you know, just looking over this, uh, Tom, with your experience, what you've learned, and I'm looking at your credits, I mean, my goodness, um, you've got uh, background acting in commercials, film, internet, music videos, radio, television, and theater, and then we're yep. looking at a credit in directing, 17 producing credits, 18 writing credits, yeah. other numerous film production areas. I mean, I just, this is amazing. And then you've got award-winning screenwriter with over 31 wins and 35 nominations. And it's probably increased since I, since I did this bio, or you did this bio, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's up in the 40s now. I was uh, going to say, I think it's up. Yeah. yeah, I just uh, I just won uh, 
uh, won a screenwriting for best drama in Cannes. For a, I wrote a Halloween story. I wanted to do something supernatural and and good versus evil type thing mixed in with little little romance and, and make it a little comedy in, involved in it, a dramedy. And so I thought, well, I'm going to write uh -huh. this. I, I've got the idea, and uh, I'm going to do it as like a 20-minute short and see what people think about it. And, you know, if they like it, well, maybe I'll extend it into a, you know, a feature screenplay. And uh, I was surprised it won Best Drama at Cannes, and now it's nominated for uh, for Best Short uh, at, a, at the uh, the Cannes Film Awards, which is coming up in about a week. Yeah. So it's like, wow, that's that's kind of lucky. And and it's funny because I do hear from people all the time say, oh, my God, you got another win. Do you ever lose? And I go, oh, you should see all my losses. <laughs> Yeah, they they don't really they don't realize how many submissions do they Tom? They don't they don't no. know. <laughs> no, and, and that's it. You keep you keep growing. You keep submitting. You keep going to places. Yeah. And you also. Yeah. I'm a lot different than when I first started in this, because now I'm more selective where I send it, because I want to send mm -hmm. it to those festivals where you know it can have some growth and go places. Because mm -hmm. we've all done the festivals that nobody ever knows about, and they're fun. Yeah. They give you experience. I always look at it as a, a learning experience. This is this whole business is a learning experience, and if you don't learn oh, yeah. with it, you're not going to go anywhere. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. FNM Bank celebrates 116 years of Christmas traditions. From gifting apples to first responders, serving clients wassail and gingerbread, singing Christmas carols and hymns, decorating our office Christmas trees, to simply helping brighten the community. Merry Christmas from all of us at Farmers and Merchants Bank. We used to chase that tad and over freight, couple of kids in a Chevrolet. Catch a little air when we cross the tracks Sipping on some from a paper stack You hang your shirt on that maple limb Slipping through the moon to the river bend Wasn't very long, I was jumping in Jumping in I guess I'm still doing now What I was doing then Chasing you Like a shot of whiskey Burning Santa Fe, well you know I tried to track you down, I only got as far as Guitar Town, singing about a girl I used to know, used to know, used to know, that I haven't given up, I'm just on your radio, 
Welcome back. Well, you know, I was very, I was very impressed with your background prior to coming to Los Angeles. Yeah, that you know that intrigued me. Um, you know, the your career as a firefighter, right? And you know, you ret- you retired from Madison, uh, Wisconsin Percent. Fire Department. After 25 mm-hmm. years of service, which is incredible, yep. um, you know, let's let's just talk about this. I mean, everything that you've done. I mean, acting lieutenant, public information officer, training, children and fire investigator, paramedic, hazardous materials technician. Come on, Tom. What have you <laughs> not done? What have you? Tell us what you've not done. Well, I'm trying to knock everything off my bucket list. I've been a cowboy. <laughs> I've been a cop. I've been a fireman. Uh, oh, I've had um, Bungee jumping. I haven't done bungee jumping. Oh, you haven't done to... bungee jumping. Well, that's our next. We're going to schedule that, Tom. We're going to do that together. <laughs> okay, we're going to do that together, bungee jumping. My gosh. <laughs> Me first. Okay, we'll do it together. We'll do it together. How about that? Okay. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, my goodness, 23 years in the military between active yeah, duty sweet. and the National Guard. Right. Unbelievable. You, you are just a man of everything. I'm well, very impressed. Yeah. I was going to say with the military, it kind of went hand in hand with the fire department because mm-hmm. a lot of the guys I worked with and women on the fire department we're also members of the guard, and there are a bunch of police officers who were doing the same thing in the guard. So we knew one another, and so we had, uh, it was like our part-time job. And we, right. we just, uh, it went hand in hand. So it wasn't a big deal. We never thought of it as a big deal at the time. But I guess looking back on it, it looks kind of awesome. 
It really does look awesome, especially when it's in your bio the way it is. I mean, it just, you know, what you do in entertainment is amazing. But then when you look at your your background, you know, in combination with that, it's like it's like you're a superhero. It's like, wow, you know, look at this guy. You know, you've really got a backing. And yeah. to me, that's what's helped your experience, I'm sure, because you're so well-rounded. Well, it's it's a, a life experience that that you can draw on, and I draw on like my past experiences in both the public safety and the military uh, for for writing. I mean, yeah. you you've been around, you see how people react, you see how they act, you see things that you should never see, and uh, and you also see the other side of humanity, which is very rewarding. So. Yeah, you kind of are immersed in all of it, and you can apply that to um, to the project you're working on. And I don't want to say I'm better than anybody else in this business. By God, there's a lot better people than me. But I think you can tell the people that come out with a story that have no background in life experience. It's there's just something about the way they write that you you know it's not authentic. And so I like to put a touch of authenticity into a story so that, um, you know, people can say, yeah, I, I've seen that happen. I, I know that I, I can relate to that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, right. Well, I just wanted to bring all of that up just because, you know, sometimes that's forgotten, and that's to me it's real, and and it should be. We should we should remember um, that service, and I feel like with you, that's really made you much stronger. And oh, I it has. For it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can tell the difference. I work with a lot of vets who are in the entertainment business. Like I said, we have this phenomenal organization called the Veterans Media and Entertainment. And we all bring this sense of uh, responsibility to a set. I, I was on a film. Oh, it was, God, geez, where does time go? Probably a year and a half ago. And we were filming at LAX. And I had to be there at um, 8 in the morning. And it was going to be a long shoot day. We, we knew it was going to be a long day. And... Thank God that, uh, you know, SAG has worked out uh, overtime after 12 hours. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. I get there, <laughs> and, I'm, uh, and I'm like a half an hour early. Cause I, I don't, to me and my other friends who are in the military, if you're on time, you're late. That's and, true. And I was in there, and I, the casting director was in, in the the little office that they had set up on, on the location and and all that. And I went in and, you know, you check in, you sign sign your uh, actor sign-in sheet for SAG. And, and they said, you're not supposed to be here until 9 o'clock. This was 8.30. They said, yeah, I know. And they said, you're a veteran, aren't you? And I said, yeah. I said, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. It says, you guys are always on time, early. <laughs> discipline. It's discipline. Yeah. 
It is, and, and yeah. usually, I mean, you don't you don't have to tell us twice to do something. That's right. So. Because you know how to listen. Yeah. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. Yeah, it's it's incredible working with uh, working with veterans. I have quite a few that I work with in in the business that are in the entertainment business that have been in the Marines and you know and yeah. so forth. And and I I can't describe the difference. It's just just how efficient they are uh, all the way around. Yeah, yeah. And, and those of us who know one another even. We can anticipate what somebody's going to do, and and be ready. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I like that aspect. In yeah. fact, I, to me, I think the way a, a film set should run, and in most cases does run, is basically like a military setup with your call sheet. You have your times. You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be there. 
all this stuff, and you adhere to that, then the process works. And whenever you see, I think, something fail, it's usually because somebody didn't follow the instructions. Where mm -hmm. to be, what, what to be, to be ready. I mean, it's like, and I, and I always, and probably I'm a little, uh, what they call anal retentive with this, is uh, if I'm not <laughs> sure something, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the producer. You know, when they say something, yeah. if I'm not sure, I'll ask. Because right. it's easier for me to ask before the day than that morning. Of course. Yeah. You are a prime example of someone that was well-groomed and ready for, you know, entertainment through the military. The military groomed you for everything. You could do anything going through the military, I think. Oh, I um, truly believe that. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. it gave me my careers, all my careers, gave me my education. Uh, mm hmm Gave me my uh, stubbornness. Of course, my family <laughs> says that's because we were Scotch Irish. Which, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'm Irish. There you go. Yeah. So we're stubborn. <laughs> yeah. See, we're stubborn, but guess what? We get things done. Exactly. We that's one of the things. That's one of the things I like about when I'm producing is because I kind of like the chaos. And it's like, uh -huh. there's an answer to everything. You just don't panic. There's always no. an alternative. Because right. I, don't, I don't think there's ever a perfect film set. And something is going to go wrong. And of course. you just got to be able to sit yeah. there and go, okay, we'll fix it. Do this, do that. Now, I've had, I have had a couple named actors come up to me and say, They'll say, especially if I've written the script, they'll go like, I don't, this isn't how I would say it. And I said, well, how would you say it? And they tell me, I said, okay, well, we're by the director. I don't see it. I don't, that's fine. You know, I am, I'm not one of these writers that I'm so hung up on the way I write something that it's my way or the highway. It's like, and I've done that when we've acted, you know, and I said, this isn't how I would say it. If I'm coming from mm -hmm. this part of the country, because I've lived all over the United States in the military especially, I know they right. wouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the one thing I did learn a long time ago is your audience isn't dumb. So never assume that they are. And they're yeah. going to pick up on something like that. So, yeah. Wisdom Amazing. Them. Amazing. You are a fabulous, Tom. Fabulous. Let's talk real quick about some of your award-winning, uh, you know, screenplays. Um, some of the, okay. the recent ones. That, that let's bring some of those out because um, I've I've seen them come through, of course, and I've shared them on my page mm -hmm. on my social media. Thank you. Uh, I try to share the love, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but is, are there some of them you want to mention uh, for the audience to hear about? Well, uh, probably the one I'm really proud of is um, Life After Oblivion. Uh, yes. I had a, 
there was the uh, was called the Armed Forces Film Challenge, and they wanted to through the San Diego Film Consortium. They wanted to have teams of of veteran filmmakers do a complete film and I think it was 60 days and they gave you um, oh god what was it probably a half a dozen different short stories pick one and then adapt it into a screenplay you know build your characters you know do everything that you have to do then you submit you submit the screenplay for approval. We had 48 hours to, to write the screenplay and submit it. So my director friend, Floyd, Floyd Strayer, he was a retired Marine and and uh, one of the producers, Susan Greasy, who is also my uh, publicist for my book. She's a uh, Navy and Army veteran. Oh, wow. We looked at the short story, and I said, let me work on it. And I bet you, in, <laughs> by the next day, I had the first draft of the story, of uh, first draft of the screenplay. Oh, wow. We went over it a little bit. We we we, uh, we hashed around a couple of ideas and that, and I added it, and we had it submitted within that time period. It was approved, and uh, once it was approved, we had to have uh, we had. 30, 60, 60 days to to uh, cast, to film, have it in post, and have it ready to uh, be screened. Now, in pre-production, we had to do all the other stuff. We had to get the SAG approvals. We had because we decided right off the bat our film was going to be SAG. Mm -hmm. And and uh, so we got that. Uh, a number of our actors who were um, also veterans. We had 17 veterans as actors in this film. Oh, and, my gosh. And the uh, majority of them were SAG. So we got those approvals. We had to have our insurance. We had to have uh, permits, you know, the site locations. Uh, we, we, we found a state park that we did on uh, um, <laughs> This is funny. We went to... Um, Academy Awards uh, screening party and we stayed overnight in Hollywood, got up early the morning after the Academy and ran up to uh, Bakersfield which was about 60-70 miles away and uh, to a scout location. We, we, we scouted where we were going to do it and because uh, it was going to include uh, a countryside airport and a doctor's office and uh, one of our uh, civilian producers uh, Shar Johan who lives in Bakersfield made all the arrangements she got all everything squared away where we could go uh, worked on the permits and uh, I would say within a week we were ready to start we just needed to get the SAG approval and that's what took the longest. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. I can't hide myself. I don't expect you to understand. 
I just hope I can explain what it's like to be a man. It's a lonely road, and they don't care about what you know. It's not about how you feel, but what you provide inside that home. Being a man is what you make it. You can't always live up to expectations You try to please everybody while you struggle so you fake it And end up out of balance, compromising situations As a good man, uh, do what he should, man I give everything he has and do everything he could, man You might find yourself feeling all alone Inside a house you built that you don't recognize as home and that's what my daddy told me And I'll tell my son the same Now that I'm older I relate And I actually feel his pain He never cried, he might have lied But he did not complain And he said, son, one day you have to do the same I get emotional when I stop and think And I look around Beyond the county lines of my small town I think about all the men out there Who feel like I do now Who are screaming on the inside But won't ever make I a As a man, our son is our horizon And our father's actions play a role And we end up like them So they can't let us see them hurt Cause we'll embody what they do And start a generational curse No wonder most men are so depressed All the things that they can't express They go to war, get thrown on the shelf Then go back to war with their mental health Then grab that bottle and ask for help Try to pull themselves out of hell Then fall back down and then realize That they gon' have to do with themselves It's the circle of life as a man Once we got that, we shot, oh, was it like 20, 25 pages of script in three days? We just went bam, 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 because we got to get this done. You know, we want this to be in there, you know, because we don't know how long it's going to be in post, you know, and, and uh, all that, 
all that type of stuff. But so we got it done, and we were really happy. You know, one of the greatest things you can do and on the last day, on the last cut, is when you hear the director say, we made a movie. <laughs> it's one of the greatest feelings yeah. ever, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's and, just so uh, incredible. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I, but what happened, and I, I truly believe, and we all did, that God was on our side uh -huh. because two or three days after we wrapped is when the industry shut down with COVID. And all of our stuff went to post. And so it was like, oh, my God, we're done. We got it done. And there were several <laughs> other groups that hadn't yet. You know, they they waited. And I don't know why they waited. Or I don't know what their logistics were. But, but as it was, only three of us completed, uh, completed the film. It was postponed because of COVID for almost a year and a half to be shown. It was ended up being at the film consortium. It was also shown at the GI Film Festival and uh, some other places. But to make a long story short, we won Best Film. And I oh, won a number yeah. of awards for Best Adapted Screenplay. So Congratulations, Tom. Um, thank you. I mean, that's, that's yeah. probably all of ours most most uh, prideful thing because it's something we all got together on and said we're going to do this and we're going to get it done and we did and uh and people were were amazed you know that we we did all this but we had uh i worked on props and after we got all this stuff done i worked on getting the props we had uh floyd worked on getting uniforms because it was military based um susan worked on getting uh, medical stuff for the clinic because in the military and in civilian life, she was an RN. So we kind of took our, our um, expertises and got it all together. And uh, the one thing I'll tell you is funny, is we get up to the game and we're going to shoot. The very first day we uh -huh. do the battle scene because that was the big one. we got to get this out of the way because... If we have any errors, you know, we can make it up tomorrow because it has to be doing it at a certain time because of light. And and you know how that goes. If you use natural light, you have to, there's, there's mm -hmm. only a certain thing. And so we wanted to have right. that extra buffer. We had to do it, do it another day. Well, everything turned out fine. But I'm sitting there. I've got all the props laid out, you know, so that the actors can pick them up. All They're all prop weapons. But somebody from the state park there comes and goes, are those guns? <laughs> and I go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I said, no, I, said, I said, no, they're not. They're movie props. They cannot fire. Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, great. We get all through this. <laughs> Something like that's going to happen. And now we hear this. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden. Like I said, like I said, there's always something. And uh, uh -huh. so that's, we enjoyed being a producer on that film, too, because I like solving problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the success and everything just goes to show the caliber of people that were involved. Oh, we had the fans, the best, the best uh, production staff, uh, our, T, our DP was great. Uh, 
everybody had makeup. I mean, we had, we had people volunteering their time because they just wanted to be part of it, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, it was it was great. It was, it was really great. It just came together, and, and we all said it's, you know, it was meant to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know yeah. if you've ever saw it or not, but I can send you the link to the film. Please do. Please do. Yeah. I would love, I I'd love, that. and I, I'd love to share it as well. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, that's, that's what I do for all my guests if I can. And yeah. uh, I want people to see. I want people to, to know what you've done. Because I am a true fan uh, and have been for some time. We both have followed each other for quite some time. Right, right. And I just, um, you know, I, I really believe that you are a, uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal figure uh, in this uh, entertainment world. Thank you. And I'm very proud of you. Very proud. I, I really appreciate so, that. Thank you. Yes, I do. Do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to share for, you know, anyone new in the entertainment business? If if they're new, and, and I tell this to younger kids, like high schoolers or young college kids, that it's like, don't give up. Always, always, uh, you learn from your failures. We're all going to fail. And we're all going to do something wrong. And... Most of the time, if somebody tells you that something's not right or that they're not doing it to be mean, they basically want you to get better, too. And uh, I remember what a director told me once in one of the scripts I wrote. And he, he looked at it and he goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he looks at me and says, you know, you're the script writer, not the director. <laughs> That's right. And I said, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know, and and all I can say is learn from everything, and mm -hmm. don't don't. Everybody's going to fail in this business. We all fail at something, but everybody's done it, and everybody has learned from that. I don't care who you are, you have learned from your mistakes or observing mistakes that other people had, and said, "I'm going to learn from that, and I'm not going to do it." So, so always be humble, always uh, be friendly. Um, there's too many people out there we know of are pompous, and it's it doesn't work for me. Uh, network, yeah. don't be afraid to network because networking is so important in this in this business. It's, it's you will key. never know. Yeah, you'll never know when somebody will remember you and said, "Hey, I talked to you at such and such a thing, and I want to ask you about something." That that will happen, and and it's kind of funny when we go to some of these Hollywood events, and I'll sit there, and my wife's with me, and she'll sit there. Well, somebody say hi to you, and all that stuff, and they say, "Who is that?" And I said, "I don't know." I know. <laughs> I said, "I know." They we know, know their you. faces. I said, I said "They know, know their know faces." Said, right, right. And I said, "I feel really bad about it," but I'm also the one yeah. who'll sit there and go like, "I'm sorry. What's your name?" Because I'm, I'm not going to be the one that pretends I know your name. And just, well, yeah, just be I know. that way, you know? Uh-huh. Just, 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 yeah. just be yourself. So I treat it like we're all one family, and we just got to just yeah. pretend we know. And then eventually it comes to you. Once you start talking, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So I, it kind of clicks from there. 
but oh, you know, there's, and you, and you learn certain ways to uh, to actually uh, have them say their name. Yeah, you know, it depends. On, it depends yes. on we call it situational awareness. You always stay observant so that you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that is great advice what you just gave, and I think the biggest thing um, you take away from that as a newcomer in the business is that if you're willing to learn from your mistakes, you have to be, you have to accept that. You know, mm-hmm. coming in, you have to be willing to take away what, you know, you're going to, you're always going to fall from or make mistakes and have mishaps or whatever, but as long as you learn from it, and grow from that. You're going to be. You're going to make it. You're going to be successful. And right, you know, you're going to be okay because we all make mistakes. We all have done that throughout throughout our career. And own up to it. You know, own oh, up yes. that you made a mistake. Always, always. You'll be surprised yeah. how much respect you will get from others in the business for owning up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Tom. Thank you so much. I mean, this has well, been you, a fabulous <laughs> interview. You, just, you are just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, I could do a, an interview with you every week and still not get enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's enjoyable. I love talking about it. I love, I love uh, yeah. helping Yeah, helping you're just people. wonderful. Yeah, you're just great. Oh, I love it to do that. And what? the other thing you tell people is don't expect to get rich. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make sure you have that extra. Make sure you have that extra income. It's going to take a while, right? It is. It is. And honest to God, yeah. I'm lucky. If I wouldn't have the fire department retirement and my, some investments, I probably couldn't have been as successful <laughs> as I have. Because yeah, I have when that I, extra when income, my, please. <laughs> when I got when I got signed uh, to the agency. Exactly right. When yeah. I got signed to the agency, they said, whatever you do, don't quit your day job right away. Said, don't worry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I tell all my time. Don't, don't quit your day job, please, please. You know, or not job, whatever it is, don't quit it. <laughs> you don't want to depend on it right now, this income right now. We've got a ways to go. So, but it'll get there thought, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you stay, stay strong and stay with it. You will, you will, and uh, yeah, you know. I hate to say it, but we talk about it, and I talk to the young people too. Is you know how many of you guys come out here every year and and try right. to make it? And some right. of you will find out. No, I really don't like this. Well, that's part of being young and learning. That that's fine. You, you tried. I always say, at least you tried. You know. Um, yeah, it's true. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. I mean, there there's some people that get in it, and it's like, you know, they they just like they don't like failure, as a lot of it. You know, to get in because there is in in the beginning, you're going to have more failure than success in the oh, beginning. Absolutely. And I would say, mm-hmm. have a thick skin. Um, you got to be thick. You got to be thick. You got to be thick yeah. and realize that you're not right, always right. <laughs> In fact, that's right. probably majority of the time you're not right. 
But yeah, and that was that was the hardest thing for me, Tom. When I got into it, that was the hardest thing for me because I mean I'm bullheaded, you know. I'm a Taurus, so I'm like, well, what, you know? <laughs> so I had to really I'm adjust. And I'm bullheaded too, and from being in the military and firefighting, uh, yeah. But yeah. I but I also learned that I have to have some restraint. <laughs> exactly, that's right. But if you stick with it and you're bullheaded, you're going to be that much more successful in this business. Yeah. And, you know, take it, other things for people, take advantage of any courses you can get. There's a ton oh, of free acting, screenwriting courses on YouTube alone. And That's master right. class, take master classes. And, I mean, this Probably the best time for somebody, if they want to learn things like that, is now with the technology that we have. Yeah. To, to, to learn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I encourage, I encourage uh, my town, everyone to, you know, annually, just annually stay on top of it. What, just once a year, stay on top of it. No yeah, matter I, where I, you are I, in your career. Right. I, I always take things. I some of these uh, writing classes I've taken fourth or fifth time, and you know I know the instructors <laughs> both personally and and professionally. But <laughs> yeah. but they know that I always learn something from every one. Maybe I missed something right. on one of the. You missed something the from the other, and yeah, yeah, and, and absolutely. Uh, and I purposely try not to answer some of the questions because I know the answers because I've taken the class. You know the answers, yeah. And I want to let somebody else do it. And then once in a while the instructor will go, okay, Tom, what, what, what's the answer? You know? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, they'll finally ask you. They'll, they'll ask you because nobody else has the answer. I know, yeah, I know. And, and it's like, well, Tom, this you know, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. I get it. I know. But stay on we top keep of the education. We keep talking all day. We sure could, Tom. I love this. We're, we're gonna schedule. We're gonna schedule another interview one day. It's gonna be soon, probably after okay. like first quarter of twenty four, and we're gonna do another like a like a second second uh, season or episode second episode. Okay, nice. it's gonna okay. be episode two episode two of Tom Anderson. <laughs> How Sounds about that? That sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate oh. it. And I know I know all the fans and listeners have enjoyed it as well. We appreciate oh. you. Well, thank you, Bev, and appreciate you as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Bev Moore Show. I hope you've enjoyed this program and will tune in for many more. Until next time... Take care.